If you want to know anything and everything there is to know about how to sell your house, you're in the right spot, my friend. Welcome to the How to Sell a House podcast. Welcome back to another edition of How to Sell a House podcast. This is where you come for everything and anything you need to know about how to sell your house. We have a ton of episodes, so a lot of resources. If you guys need some more info, go check out howtosellahousepodcast.com. We are real estate agents out here in North County, San Diego. I'm Chris Erickson. I'm Cassidy Lewis. Lauren Sanders. We're all with the Beach Life Group right here. So if you are selling your house out in San Diego, definitely hit us up. Or if you're elsewhere, we got a great network. So go to that website, How to Sell a House Podcast, and hit us up and let us connect you with somebody great where you live. Today's episode is top three things to know, or kind of top three things when selling your house. It's the three P's, kind of the whole process. Well, that's another P too. That's <laughs> four P's. Yeah, that's four, that's P's. four P's. Okay. Well, we're going to simplify it all and give you kind of the quick little rundown. So top three things, three P's are going to be preparation, pricing, and promotion, how to get your house sold. And we're going to kind of touch briefly on each topic here. But like I said, we have a ton of other episodes where we dig in real deep on the preparation of your house, quick checklist, how to get your house ready six months out, the pricing. We go over a few other episodes where we jump into how we run our CMAs or how we kind of you know educate clients and help them price their homes and promotion. It's a different world now. It's a different beast. So kind of get into you know uh, some of the things that we do to help promote your house. But jumping right in, let's start with preparation. Preparation probably... Uh, well, definitely the first step yeah. in getting ready to sell your house. Uh, and this is a big one. Um, and it can take, you know, months or weeks, depending on what condition your house is in. But this is really the kind of the first building block of getting your house ready to sell. And this includes decluttering. If you've got a lot of stuff in your home, that can be knickknacks, like little things, or it can be big things like you have too much furniture in a room. This is where you're finding the right agent is a, a big deal because then they can help kind of put you in the right direction for preparing that first step of decluttering. It also includes cleaning. Huge, huge point. You've got to deep clean your house before you sell. It is one of the first things people will notice if there's smells or if it just looks dirty and looks like it hasn't been cleaned in a long time. That's a big deal. Chris will uh, remind us every single time that cleaning your windows oh, yeah. is a huge, huge part of yeah. preparing your house. But this should be the last thing. So uh, getting your windows clean should be kind of that last step in preparing. That's right. We might have to change the podcast to how to or clean your windows. Yeah. That's like that the only thing you we, need to know when selling your house. But we yeah. should have a Beach Life Group window cleaning kit. We should. Yeah. yeah. Hit us up. Go to How to Sell a House podcast for your Beach Life Group uh, cleaning kit. So. <laughs> but yeah, preparation's huge. And it's the first step kind of as you're getting prepared for putting the house on the market getting all the pictures, all that kind of stuff. This is the first thing. And you could start – the process is a lot longer than expected. We just got we just help clients get a listing ready. The mother had passed away and there's just lifelong stuff there. So just kind of going through everything, it just – you know, we just kind of had to keep bumping the timeline back because there was just a lot to do that you just don't think about. The longer runway, the more planning, the the better off you're going to be. In hiring professionals, even with the decluttering part of the part of the process, is huge. Like if if there's a lot of stuff that you know you're going to donate or get rid of, 
line that stuff up early and have people come out and help because that's a big roadblock for a lot of people is I don't even know how to get started. Get started by help or get hiring somebody that can help you get it done. Uh, there's professional organizing companies that can come and help you do that kind of deep declutter. And then also, if you know there's just a lot of stuff that you need to get out of the home, like either donate or trash, have a junk company come out and, and pick it all up because that's going to save you a ton of time, ton of effort. And it's not that expensive when you're thinking about how much time it's saving you. So definitely something to think about. There's definitely also, you know, there's a wide range of uh, people in the industry we use too that help with that. Some people come out and you parse it out and they take the antiques and do something with that, take them somewhere and you take clothes somewhere else. And then, you know, I've had some with a short that had a short fuse on the, when they wanted to get the property on the market. And there's folks that'll, you've got a house full of furniture, all kinds of stuff. They'll just come take it all. And there's a price, you know, they know it's going to cost them to get rid of certain things that are no value, but they give you a a number on everything that's there. They clean out the house Mm -hmm. and then you just have to have deep cleaners come in and clean. And obviously if you're doing like big renovations or, you know, kind of doing a kitchen or a bathroom or anything to, to increase the, the value of your home, the longer runway you have on that, definitely the better, especially right now, contractors are behind. They, you know, just take a little bit longer. They're backed up. So if the, the, the more time you have on that front, the better. Just go through your house too and kind of make a checklist of things like, you know, we're kicking around the idea right now of selling our house probably next year and just going through and starting to make, well, mental checklist right now, but we got to write it down, mm-hmm. which is probably the, the better way to do it. But kind of like, okay, new front door, we got to paint, you know, painting's huge. If you could paint kind of those neutral tones, make it just kind of not specific to you, make it kind of broad so mm-hmm. everybody could kind of dig it. Neutrals. Neutral. Flooring's huge. And as you're going through all this too, don't think, okay, what will I like? Maybe get the the direction from a stager or interior designer, somebody who does this, who knows what's going on in the market, your real estate agent. Colorist. Colorist. Mm-hmm. Get your colorist. We have an episode where we, we go over the colorist. Get their opinion because it's not necessarily what you like. Unless you have a great eye, then you can do it. You know what's what's going on in the market, what, what buyers are looking for. You want return on your money yeah. if you're selling it. Mm-hmm. So it, it doesn't matter what it looks like if you don't like it. Pricing is probably one of the more critical parts of this because it depends on, like say you don't want to do any prep, there's a different price for your home. So pricing is in a... Uh, the short form of pricing is it's it's not it's it's part of the marketing. It's positioning your house within the marketplace, and in a dynamic market like we've had the past few years, it's a super important factor in what what you end up netting in the end. If you overprice, you know there's every chance that you're going to end up with maybe five percent less than you would have gotten if you maybe did it a little bit differently. So there's three possible. Um, options that we typically talk about in pricing a home. One is to price the home a little below market, what we call to kind of create a frenzy, similar to those those folks that when when you know you see the values of something pop up on the market, you it catches your eye. So it, it wants to be an eye catching price that looks like whoa, that's a great price, and it draws a bunch of people in. And so that's one way to do it. You price it a little below. Most times with that in our market, sometimes it can go significantly above. Mm-hmm. You know, there's homes that were priced just in in this past year that were at maybe a million two that went for a million six. And so they were 
strategically pricing to try to generate, you know, in these homes soft 25, 30 offers, which when you get more offers creates more possibilities for you to get the highest price in more situations where you can tailor the move uh, specifically for what you're trying to do as a seller. The second option is just to, you're looking at the market and you see a couple sales that are right at similar to what your house is and you put it right at that number. And so you, you put it at what you believe the current market is for the home in a normal market, then you should sell in a normal market time. You know, if the normal market time around here, it's about 18 days right now, but in a really normal market, it's 30 to 45 days is kind of more of a, in, in our marketplace. There's some places it's 120 days or something. And, and in price brackets, it's higher. So we're just, I'm just talking the normal market, um, price, but, um, so that's one way to do it. When we talk through these options, to be honest, most people pick that because they feel comfortable pricing a home. There's always a concern you're not going to get what your home is worth if you underprice it. The uh, third possibility, which is kind of an aspirational type pricing where the market's at 1.2 and you want to try to get 1.4 because you've seen prices jumping and you kind of want to get ahead of that curve. Um, sometimes in our really fast market we had at the beginning of the year, that you know it could play out okay for you. And um, you could do okay with that. Typically, though, buyers are super, I would say in general, wouldn't you guys say, the buyers know a lot when they show up to meet us. They've been looking for quite a while before they even show up and mm-hmm. start actually engaging in home. So they know what's sold around you. And then we talk through it. So they know it's 200000 overpriced mm-hmm. uh, based on current comps. For sometimes it doesn't matter. If you have a unique house um, is one case where you might, you know, something really unique about your house where you, hey, you know, here's the comps, but ours, we believe, has added value because of this. And it's something that really adds value, a really nice view that's different than your neighbors or, you know, something. Then then it works out sometimes. But in the current market um, where we're adjusting and cooling a little bit, it could be a strategy that would hurt you. So mm-hmm. talk through what's best for you. And then also, you know, it obviously takes longer to sell a home in, in that fashion. So in our current market, if you price your house under market and get the bidding situation going, on, your home could sell in three days, four days. If you do the normal, it might be in the 18-day range. And then if you do aspirational, well, we've seen some sit right now with the market cooling. But and uh, big price reductions longer. too. Like yeah. that's that that's always the the thing when you're thinking about that that aspirational pricing strategy is buyers also can see price reductions now and they can see if you've had one, two, three price reductions and it just in their head makes them want to offer a lower price when they go to make an offer. Like right. even lower than your current baseline price because it they see it shrinking and shrinking and shrinking and so they were that's an opportunity that buyers see that as an opportunity to get a deal well and and when the market was white hot on fire and people put their house on a little bit above where it should be it did take longer and some of them got to the price you know they sat on the market for three months and the price caught up with where they were listed at and so you know it worked out but the real question you have to ask yourself in that scenario is hey i could have been gone in a month or now I'm going to be gone in four months, whether time is of essence to you, then, you know, you might want to look at it. If you just have a price you want to get, talk to your agent and, you know, figure out a strategy to try to get to that number. And it might not be to price it at that number. It could be to price it 
differently. So price is part of the marketing. That's the primer on price. We're going with P words today, right? Yep. <laughs> and the third P thing, important thing when selling top thing, top three things when selling your home is going to be promotion. And one of the biggest promotional tools or marketing tools that you do have when you're selling your house is pricing. So that's one of the first things people see. It's it's kind of an art. It is part science, part art, but pricing your home properly, I think is super important for part of that promotion. Because like we said, current buyers know what's going on in the market. They are checking everything out online. So they know where the price should be. And if a home is a lot overpriced, they might not even go check it out. One of our biggest marketing tools is the MLS or multiple listing service. That's where we enter all the listings and load up the photos, the description, everything about the property. And then from there, it blasts out to all the sites, Zillow's and Redfin's and Compass and all the ones that you see online. So proper photos is kind of one of your biggest marketing tools. And it is not a big expense. And it is just one of the first things people see since everybody's searching online as they're scrolling through, if you don't have your pictures looking good, even that front picture is super important. So not just, you know, obviously they're going to walk their way through the house as they're scrolling through the pictures. You've probably been looking at houses too. You scroll through pretty quick, but that front picture is kind of the one that grabs you. So make sure that one is great. Also, should that front photo be like uh, the bathroom? Yes, definitely a bathroom with a toilet seat up. <laughs> um, part part or, of it too, what what you're talking about. Some of the sites actually feature more than one photo on the on the landing page too. So usually, you know, we think through the first couple photos because it's the representation of your house is the bottom line. And if you don't have good photography, the bottom line is also it's going to cost you money. It does, and just scrolling through our MLS, especially in these last few years. When they're, everything is selling in that first weekend and then you find a house that's been sitting for 21 days, you kind of click on it. Oh, there you go. That was, those are really bad iPhone photos. You know, no, the lighting's not good. The, the angles aren't good. It just, there's no depth. Yeah. It just, people see that. And so they just write it off. They're like, oh, I don't want to go see that house. Even if it is a good house and looks yeah. good in person, when they see these pictures, they're, they're already they made their decision, the like yeah. gone. No, no yeah. don't want to see that. Yep. I have one of those pet peeves like Chris with his window cleaning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I was out showing some stuff last few days. And you pull up. If you're going to – this is part of promotion. It's the only reason I'm saying this. Anyway, if you're going to have flyers in front of your house, which may or may not be a good idea, you can talk about that with your agent, a black and white runoff of the MLS input is probably not the best presentation and, and, you know, it's what's funny to me is you drive up to a million and a half, million nine house, and there's like a Xerox, you know, uh, that I'm using that term for a reason. It's like going back to when, when yeah. we used to actually – actually, I'll take it all the way back. The when I started this, <laughs> we used to take a photo of the front of the house to create the flyer and make 40 copies of that and slap an actual color photo and make a flyer. Well, this is even worse than that. I mean, it would have been good if if they put a a real photo on. But yeah. mm-hmm. so anyway, that's one of my. It's like, come on, just don't waste your time. Just don't have the flyer yeah. box on the yeah, side. Yeah. If don't you saw stop. that there's a flyer box, yeah, take it off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then in today's world, like video is huge. So 
uh, when you are talking with your agent, do they uh, are they going to provide a video? What kind of video? They're just a walkthrough. There's uh, something also called Matterport, which is like this killer 3D you know rendition of your house. So potential buyers can actually more or less walk through your house while they're sitting at their computer. If they've already seen the pictures, they already like it. They're probably going to you know go see the house in person, but they could just see it in person if they're you know out of town. We're seeing a lot now too. Um, a lot of folks looking at homes virtually too. So having more of that type of marketing material is huge. So like having the Matterport, like Chris mentioned, having the video walkthroughs and just having that and floor plans are also a good thing to have too. Just so somebody can make a decision, especially if they're not like we have clients right now we're working with that are in Germany. They're not flying out here to see every house. We're helping them virtually. And uh, so having, as the seller, having all of that stuff available is huge because not every buyer's agent is going to be as diligent. And then also with all this material, how is it marketed and promoted beyond the MLS? Uh, are they doing running ads on you know Facebook, on YouTube, on Instagram, on LinkedIn? Well, I guess LinkedIn probably wouldn't be the best one, but <laughs> those other three, like what well, it could be for relocation? It could people. be, yeah, 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 it might be. But yeah, where, where, where? Is it getting pushed out there? Is there any ad spend? Is, is Have the agents done it in the past? Is there targeted ads? Because there are so many little back-end things where you go in the back of these systems, these ads, and most people buy a house within like a 12-mile radius of the property. Most buyers kind of come from there. Well, maybe not anymore, but in, <laughs> in the past. Targeting to the proper people, putting it out there so the most eyeballs can see it. Um, online presence is huge. Uh, online website, like a landing page with all this information. So somebody could just click on there and see everything about the house, the pictures, the videos, the Matterports, the, all the specs, just kind of everything about the house. And then promotion also, when you're chatting, one of the strategies that kind of we have is a coming soon strategy, kind of get that hype going before that actually hits the market. So there's a lot behind promotion. All of these things are important. If you're missing one of the spokes, you're just not going to get the, you know, the, the response that you want and you're not in and if you don't get the response you want you're not going to get the price you want so yeah the top three things when selling your house preparation getting the house ready for the market pricing super important and kind of rolls right into the marketing slash promotion the three p's when selling your house if you guys need some more information we have a few of these episodes where we cover exactly one of these p's in the episode so a little bit more in depth go to how to sell a house podcast.com go check it out and like I said, if you are out here in San Diego, hit us up. Or if you're elsewhere, we have a great network around the U.S. So cruise on over to HowSellHousePodcast.com. Check it out. Catch you next time.